You're listening to Bowls Australia's official podcast, The Right Line, rolling you through the latest from the world of bowls. Subscribe now via your favourite podcast app. Hello and welcome to The Right Line, Bowls Australia's official podcast, episode 23 today, the Michael Jordan number. It's a very famous number and, well, Val Febo here with you. We've got a very famous show today as well because apart from the regular panel who are just kicking goals everywhere we go, uh, we've got Alex Marshall. He's going to join us on the right line. And, of course, Bowls Australia's very own Hollywood man, Barry Lester. He's going to join us as well after Burley Head's Premier League win up in Queensland. So can't wait to chat to them. But before we do any of that, it's it's the panel. We're a Cliveless panel today because he's not on the show. Um, so we can slag him off anytime we want. But Lindsay <laughs> Clark, uh, who was the victim of that when she wasn't on the show, <laughs> uh, she joins me. How are you, Linz? I'm good, thank you, Val. Yes, poor old Clive. He's had some other commitments, but I'm sure we can hold down the fort without him. I'm, I think he's going to be pretty devastated. We've got one of the greatest of all time all right. on, and Alex Marshall as well. So yeah, it should be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's very, very true. And and Carla Krasanik, we've got uh, the right line kindergarten today because Lindsay, you've got a child at home, and Carla, you've got little Harley right in front of you. Yes, I do today. Harley's um, decided to replace Clive and I'm sure he's going to have some great (laughs) import during the day. Uh, But yeah, looking forward to today. We have some spectacular guests on, so it's very exciting. I know, it really, really is. And and we've, it's just been, it has been a wonderful week and and we've seen what's happened with the, with the Jackaroos announcements. We've had the world championships. Um, And also, Lindsay, I just want to ask you, the leadership program within the Jackaroos. Now, you've been selected as a leader. Tell us a little bit more about that because it's something that I really want to find out more of and we'll chat to Baz about it as well because he's part of that team. Um, So talk to us about your role and what that's going to entail. Yeah, no worries, Val. So over the last four or five, maybe even six months or so, uh, we've been doing some work in the leadership space with Graham Lowe, who's an absolute guru. If anyone doesn't know who he is, Google him. Um, He works in, he's he's worked with the All Blacks. um, He's worked with Western Bulldogs um, and just in leadership development and culture development. So we've um, been been learning about that. And uh, just prior to Christmas, maybe just after, we had a leadership vote across all squads. Um, uh, taking out the pathways because they don't quite know as as uh, leaders as opposed to just the bowler, say, Lindsay Clark. So, um, yeah, the emerging, the para and the open squads all had some votes um, to elect some leaders. So we had four from our senior Jackaroos or open Jackaroos squad, uh, two from our emerging squad and one from our para space. So we've got seven leaders um, and our job oh, elected by our, our teammates, which was pretty special. And our job is just to, yeah, be that uh, person for for our players to come to, the, the person that goes between staff and players, um, role models for people, spokes, spokespeople for, for our group, I guess you could say. Um, just being that, yeah, Jackaroos 24-7 mantra all the time. And, yeah, it's pretty special, actually. We're heading to Sydney next week to do our first one or face-to-face um, session with Lowy down in Sydney. I uh, got a lot of work to do there, so that should be good fun. But, yeah, it's an exciting space. So there's myself, Natasha Van Eldick, Barry Lester, Ben Twist, uh, Joshy Thornton, Maddie Lucas and Cody Packer. So that's our leadership group. And it's a pretty um, unique sort of set of, of people. So we've been working on our strengths uh, throughout the last six to 12 months through our program, which is a bit like a, a personality sort of um, assessment. And we're all sort of in a, in a different bracket. So we're all going to bring something new and different um, to the team. And yeah, it's an, an exciting time. That's amazing. And we'll chat to Barry Lester about that next. It's something I'm really interested in. And it must be so rewarding, I guess, for you guys to be selected by your peers and um, to just know that you've got that respect from them. I I guess you'd be pretty happy with that. I think so, Val. It's bit like me in particular, like I was captain for seven years back in the day um, and I wasn't too sure whether I should put my name forward again. Like, you know, maybe we need some fresh faces or fresh views or opinions um but yeah I sort of thought well why not you know I feel like I've got still a little bit to give and um can maybe help other the other leaders in the program as well if they need and I thought I'll throw my hat in and just see what happens and yep. yeah luckily to be voted in by your teammates was something really special and uh makes me want to do the job uh, even better well, well and truly deserved Lindsay we do know that on the right line because you are you can be the captain of our team as well um <laughs> we'll, we'll anoint you We'll annoy you. Um, don't but, tell, don't tell Clive. <laughs> no, no, we won't. Um, He's but, not here to have the votes. Ex- yes, exactly well right. Un- unanimous. Um, Harley even gives his approval as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. But look, aside from Harley and Harvey, which rhymes, and uh, we, we've also got now. Last week, the the podcast. I'm not going to lie. Did start 
a, a string of catastrophic events for me because we had the quiz, which I was well and truly robbed in. <laughs> Richmond lost and it just, it, it wasn't a good Thursday. It really wasn't. Now, the, the Bowls Australia media team is one that's a very trustworthy group, I would like to think. And I've got I've brought in the big guns because we've got the verdict on the quiz last week and Clive's not here to defend himself. Oh, so okay. it's a perfect opportunity. And Lachlan Williams has has joined us. I've told you that he's just coming to watch, but Lachlan Williams, <laughs> digital and communications coordinator for participation and the guru behind Ringside Live. He does everything at BA. He's a superstar and he never lies. So he's come in. And he's got the verdict for us on what happened in the quiz last week. Lachlan, how are you? Well, thanks, Val. I'm uh, excited to be here. Long time listener, first time caller. So, <laughs> happy to be on board. Welcome, welcome. welcome. Very, very, very big welcome. Now, Lachlan, tell us, tell us what your opinion was Look, as Harley uh, sneezes. As you said, Val, uh, it is a, a tight knit team in the media unit that we've got, and uh, Clive is a part of that with uh, his role in ringside and. I hate to go uh, splitting up a, a producer and our callers and uh, putting the cats amongst the pigeon, but um, look, Val, I'm going to have to lean uh, your way on this one. I think you might have just pipped Clive late in that quiz last week, and um, it was a bit tough to, to hear at times, but uh, look, I think you might have just been uh, edged out a little yeah. bit there. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Lachlan. Well, excuse me, excuse <laughs> me, just to interrupt, but you know in like the AFL when someone does something, like, you know, kicks a goal, it was touched or whatever, and they call it a goal? Do they go back the next week and say, oh, sorry, sorry, that wasn't they have a <laughs> They have a score review system. So no, they, oh, they can go back the next week. Not the next yeah. week, but on the day. Yeah, no, well, I'm saying the next week. We're in the next week. That's in the past, Val. I think you really need to let this go now. I, I, I think can't. the umpire can be sacked, though, so it looks like I'm sacked <laughs> from running the quiz. <laughs> I would like to apologise if Val was actually in first. Thank um, you but, very much. You know, as the umpire, I was under the pump there and... um. <laughs> Just went with what I heard. Thank, thank, thank you for the apology. It doesn't help me, Carla. And no, Cody pa- Cody sorry. Packer actually texted me last week and said, "You got robbed." So <laughs> that's two. That's two people. That's two. Um, but Lockie, before we do let you go, because I lied and said I told Carla and Lindsay that you were coming to just sit on and watch the whole thing, but um, our our elaborate plan was just this. But tell us about your role at BA and um, and yeah, what the day to day looks like for you. Uh, yeah, so I guess pretty similar to yours, Val. I mean, we're in a, um, I guess, quite similar titles, but um, mine has a, a bit of a focus on the participation side of things. So um, my focus is a lot on promoting the, the programs and a lot of the grassroots stuff that um, happens in bowls in, in Australia. So um, I guess a lot of the focus on sort of the jack attack side of things, roll back the clock, um, our rookie roles and sporting schools, um, I guess getting the word out there of, um, sort of how successful these programs are and how much of a benefit they can be to clubs. Um, so, yeah, if, if clubs are interested um, or want to, to learn more, bowls.com.au is is the place to, to find out all that information. So, um, yeah, I guess trying to produce a lot of content to, to get the word out there. And, um, yeah, like you mentioned before, Val, a, a focus on Ringside Live as well and um, continuing to, to develop that into what it looks like today and, um it's uh, slowly improving and developing um, by each event. So um, it's uh, it's exciting where, where that's going. So, Lockie, before you started in bowls, did you have any bowls knowledge or how's your bowls knowledge developed over the time you've been with BA? So I had a little bit of exposure. I um, played a, a couple of seasons of corporate bowls. Um, I used to work out in the Wimmera out in Stall. So shout out to the Stall Bowling Club. Um, yeah, I gave the sort of corporate bowls a go out there and um, lots of fun, really enjoyed it. Um, Slowly, I guess uh, I don't play bowls myself, but I do love to get out there and, and have a role as Clive, uh, as Val has said, every now and again, we get out in the green in the office, um, have a bit of a role and try and uh, see how I go out there. But uh, See how you go. You dominate on the green out at Darabin. We call ourselves the slow green bullies, but Lockie, Lockie should honestly be on the plane to Birmingham this year. No, it's, uh, yeah, just a bit of luck sometimes, but it's, it's good fun and, um, yeah, I absolutely love it and, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great role to, to be involved with and, um, yeah, the exposure that we get to to sit up uh, on the, the rink side and, and watch the best players in the country and the world go at it. Um, you know, obviously it's been difficult with COVID, but to be back out there now, it's uh, it's been fantastic and um, really exciting couple of months ahead with um, what's on the calendar. 
Very, very true. Well, Locke, we'll let you go. Uh, thank you for your support, mate. It's been <laughs> it's been a pleasure having you on the right line finally. So um, we'll let you go and get back to your busy day and uh, and we'll catch you later on. But thanks again for joining us, mate. All right. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks, Lucky. Thanks. Plenty See more ya. still to come on the right line, guys. And look, at Barry Lester, Bowl's very own Hollywood. He's coming up next and we can't <laughs> wait to chat to him. The Australian Jackaroos are preparing to embark on their hardest campaign to date, the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games. Stay up to date and follow their progress as they prepare to tackle the Northern Hemisphere conditions at bowls.com.au. You're listening to The Right Line. Val Ferbo, Lindsay Clark and Carla Krasanik and Harley Krasanik joining you as well. Harley's just sitting on Carla's lap. Well, not at the moment. I think he's been put down, but um, but he's he's right next to the computer. Um, so he's here in spirit with us. But big thank you to Lachlan Williams for coming out in support of me in the last segment. It really, really means a lot after last week's quiz. And um, Barry Lester, he joins us now. Australian Jackaroo. He is Bowl's very own version of Hollywood. He calls me Hollywood all the time. <laughs> but Baz, that is well and truly you. Thank you very much for joining us on the show this week. It's a pleasure to finally have you on. Yeah, same here. Pleasure's all mine. Thanks so much for having me and uh, really looking forward. I'm sure there'll be plenty of laughs and uh, we can talk about a sport about uh, lawn bowls, the sport we love. So looking forward to it. Exactly right. And and Baz, um, you had a win in the Queensland Premier League last weekend for Burley Heads and you defeated Lindsay's Tweed Heads Ospreys. So um, yeah, just I'll, I'll give you like a minute to rub it in if you want. Wait, excuse uh, me, excuse me, hang on. They didn't yeah, beat Lindsay, us. We didn't, no. we didn't get a chance to play them. Oh, didn't you? No, no we, well, we finished higher on the ladder if you want to technically yeah. well, you still beat that. Them. But, you still beat them. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we come up against the undefeated uh, Broad Beach Bulls on, on Sunday afternoon on those beautiful greens at Helensvale and, and um, somehow through a lot of grit and determination come up, uh, come home with the trophy. So it was... Um, to think, uh, to say I'm proud of my team is an understatement. Um, I've, I'm only just getting my voice back from the yelling and screaming over two days. Uh, to see the enthusiasm, you know, the, the characteristics of our players to be so up and about and to give it literally their all to, to, to get the flag. And, and that's what we had to do against such a quality opponent in Broadbeach. And that would seem to beat. Um, it was a really classy final. Everyone, you know, it was just full, full professional performance and, to think in our third season we've walked away with uh, with a win is huge, and our resis fell just one or two shots short of uh, Broadbeach. But credit to two clubs, Burley and Broadie, to make both finals. Um, so yeah, there's a Gold Coast rivalry starting to form there. <laughs> Bazza, for anyone that missed the action, they can watch the replay of the final on I think Bowls Queensland and Gold Coast Tweed Media and the Premier League Queensland. It's an absolute cracker to watch. Um, yeah. So just talk us through the mentality. Broadbeach hadn't lost a game the entire season. I think you'd lost to them the night before in um, the prelim match. Talk us through the mentality before that game. Did you have a chat to the boys? How did you rile them up? Did you think you could beat them heading in there? Obviously, you, you want to go out and try and win the title. How does that look for you guys? Oh, well, straight away, you look at their their 12 players. It's pretty phenomenal, the list they've put together, Linz, you know, from the front end. And uh, Kelsey, wow, she uh, on Saturday night against uh, Gary Kelly, I'm thinking, oh, if we have to play Broadbeach tomorrow, good luck who's leading against Kelsey. Um, but just right from the, the front end through the back end, what a team. They proved all year they're undefeated. But what for me was sort of a bit of the, the voice to my group was, you know, Broadbeach were tested, uh, you know, a few times in the last sort of half a dozen rounds where they, they were almost beaten. Um, and, you know, that was something we sort of had to sort of say to our group, you know, that um, they can nearly be beaten. Um, and we've got to try and keep pushing as much as we can. But uh, my old coach in Victoria, Ian Ewing, if he listens to this, he'd be pretty happy. Um, you know, we, we really relied on stats and, and figures and data and, and, and just basically the old sort of football motto, just giving it a red hot go and, and giving it your all and walk off the green whether you've uh, won or lost, just knowing that you've literally given it your all. Um, and uh, I will just quickly mention we lost a, a young member at our club last week, Taz Kelly, only 48 years of age, local Burley boy, uh, lived and breathed down at the club, and and we were we, we were in pretty good spirits about trying to get a win for him and, and some other members we'd lost the last few months. So there's always a background story, and unfortunately we've lost some some good members the last few months. Yeah, I bet they'd be super proud, and I'm sure they were cheering you guys on as well. Barry, you said that that's your third year in the Premier League, so I just want to, from the coaching perspective, what types of things have you done as a club to help uh, advance your team and get to winning the Premiership? 
Yeah, we, we always start off with a team building session at the start of the year, just try and uh, look at the season, how it looks, you know, the home and away, look at um, what performances we expect for home and away games, win-loss ratios, and then uh, just stick into some of the game plans that helped us. We, well, us, I still say us about Victoria. <laughs> uh, so there you go, Carly, you'd be happy about that. Um, help Victoria win the 2016 and 18 Alley Shields. It was a lot of it was driven by Ian Ewing, our coach, you know, about trying to get to 50 first, you know, not dropping clangers, um, not letting the opposition team get on momentum runs and stuff like that, breaking the game down into segments. So, yeah, just trying to be data-driven, have some game plans and, and try and stick to them and play just for the big board only. And then also um, on the top of that, um, be, a, be a professional unit and, and go about it the right way. And Baz, the last eight days, I guess, have been an absolute uh, an absolute roller coaster. If you will, not a roller coaster, just a very high roller coaster, because that's where you've <laughs> been. You've been selected for the Jackaroos to go over to the UK. Uh, you were part of the Queen's Baton Relay, where you welcomed it into Australia the other day, and that's where I want to start off with. Um, how much of a thrill was that, and what was your role in the morning? Yeah, I got a phone call about a month ago from Com Games Australia, and and uh, I was. Like I, I knew of the Queen's Baton Relay, obviously, is um, watching it on TV over the years. And it was uh, slightly different this year. Usually it's sort of the relay, but I think obviously COVID's changed that. And um, to think uh, of the history where it's travelled to, where it's, uh, sorry, from and where it's travelling to and um, and just what it means to the Commonwealth and the, and the event was, uh, you know, pretty honourable moments for me. And, um, you know, it's, a, it's definitely a moment where, you sort of pinch yourself and sort of understand that um, your position and what where you've become in your sport and and that um, you know your peers around you are, are pretty rapt to see you with that honour as well. And I've seen other players experience it over the years. Yeah, you know, Calvin Kirko and and these kind of people. Um, we've had a lot of players, and it's just like something that I never thought I'd get to experience, and it was great. And got to mingle with other athletes and got to get up at 3.30 in the morning and, oh. <laughs> and uh, head down to the beach at 4.30 and, oh. and watch the sunrise. So, yuck, and, yuck. And uh, you know I hate being on TV, so it's hard <laughs> to say yes. <laughs> Bezza, Bezza, uh being part of that, you know, where you've just been selected for the tour for the UK and, you know, after that shortly narrowed down for the Commonwealth, Commonwealth Games, does it burn that desire to make that team get over there and try and win our first gold medal for Australia in the Northern Hemisphere at the Commonwealth Games? Absolutely, Linz. Yeah, um, uh, COVID for me, um, you know, it's, it's tested everyone. But for me, it's just still sort of sticking in my mind what Gary Willis told us about probably 12 months ago. You've got to sort of keep training, getting up every day, pushing as though you've got that real big event on tomorrow. And, and so, yeah, just trying to do all I can to, to be a really good teammate um, and be part of the, uh, the leadership group and just be someone that's been around the block a few times that can maybe add, add a little bit of... Um, fun to the group and a little bit of experience here or there. And um, I, I obviously really want to make the team and, and I, um, I just want, I just want to enjoy some t team success. And, and uh, that's something that I absolutely love. And, and, you know, I only have to see that the last few days. I'm so proud of my team and, and just yeah, proud of my Jackaroos teammates. So hopefully, yeah, I can make the team and uh, uh, yeah, do all I can, but looking forward to the UK tour first and getting over there and uh, trying to do my bit where I can. What are you hoping to learn from this tour? Yeah, oh, well, I actually haven't been to the venue. I know a fair bit about the venue. We, we've got Alan um, Faulkner and a few other players, uh, Jackaroos guys that have been over there. Uh, I'll, I'll make a few phone calls as well. Uh, if they pick up some uh, some players overseas, maybe have a little bit of a chin wag with them and as well as our own. Uh, for me, yeah, just knowing the lanes. Like, I get in trouble for saying lanes. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, That's Hollywood bit, speak. <laughs> Hollywood speak for rigs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the I'm, lanes. I'm, 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 what? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, because all the barefooters they 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 want to reserve a lane or book a lane yeah. up here early, and, uh, and that's that's all I sort of now say. So, and I get in trouble for it. So sorry about that. So you uh, should, yeah. Uh, so yeah, getting to know the rinks. It's and, all right. Clive's not here. You can, you won't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just uh, uh, taking in the history. I'm a history buff, so taking in the history, really having a good uh, look around, uh, and just trying to feel feel at home. Um, I must admit there's venues I go to where I never really feel like I'm, I'm set up to play well, um, you know, and then I'll have to make sure I just overcome a few little hurdles in that area. And some venues I just walk into, I feel like I'm, I'm there to, to really play good and, and get out there and do my thing. So, um, yeah, just get as much knowledge, Val, of the rinks, the greens, 
And um, yeah, just take, take as many notes as I can. For me, I do little voice memos because you can play them back. So I'll, I'll, people see me talking in my phone. I just record little voice memos about certain rinks and certain things I've learned for the day or whatever. So that's, uh, I find that's pretty handy. Awesome. There's some awesome tips for um, those at home as well to jot down. You, um, yeah, remember the ring set, you're green and things like that. That's great. Um, just we had a chat to Lindsay earlier before we came on about um, the leadership program. And you're also one of the leaders in the Jackaroos now. Uh, this is a first time leader for you, I think. Um, so what does that feel like? How do you feel? And what do you want to do in that space now going forward? Yeah, thanks, Carla. Oh, it's just great that the, our peers, my peers sort of, you know, uh, um, sort of put my name forward and uh, for me you're welcome <laughs> yeah thanks <Carl. laughs> uh, for me I'll be honest I'm, I, I, I struggle with multitasking so you know hey I think you can because I've heard that's, I've heard it a few times that's but, rude um, I, I, I guess over the years uh, to try and uh, continue to perform well and play well and commit to what I need to in the bowl space uh uh, even like even glass before gas came on board uh, glass sort of knew that you know um, day by day on, on a long trip we we're on or something like that that I really had to sort of keep everything simple and not have too much going on in the background and uh, so for me I probably maybe stayed away from getting involved in in leadership groups and that in the past um, where um, I might have had a little bit too much on at the time but now you know, I'm quite stable I've got you know full-time employment here at Burley Heads Bowls Club where they're super supportive and um, you know, sort of, of, sort of staying in my own lane at the moment, and then to be able to uh, take on the leadership role, I feel is a good time for me to, um, to yeah, to take that role on and, and add my uh, my number one strength, which is inclusion. I'm an includer, and uh, make sure that yeah, which we've experienced just our recent camp with some new faces, just making sure they felt really part of the, uh, really part of the group and. And just reaching out to the to the players that were selected recently, just make sure that they're all sweet for the trip in six weeks. I did see that actually when watching. I had the pleasure of being up at the camp and saw you just getting around the new players and making sure they were included. And it was really good to see Baz. But one final one before I let you go. You mentioned the trial. You mentioned the camp. How did you find it up at Club Mount Tambourine? And um, how did you find yourself on the slower greens? Well, the first bowls club I was ever a member of was a tiny little club called Wedderburn Bowls Club with a population in the town of 600 people and you know I, I can still feel the vibe in that club um, my first ever club and I'm sure you guys may have similar stories but uh, everyone did everything for the club uh, and you could just see that and sense that at Tambourine um, they did everything for us leading up to the camp during the camp and there was nothing that they didn't or couldn't do to get, you know go out of our out of their way for us so um that's what i really enjoyed and and the enjoyment they got out of us just chatting with them and and um you know just getting to know them was great so what a special little club that is and what a beautiful part of the world i'll be honest been to the gold coast so many times over the years never been to mount tambourine before i'd moved up here and uh you know there's so much fanfare and focus around beaches and theme parks and that you need to get to Mount Tambourine, the waterfalls, the wineries, uh, just the cafes and restaurants. Such a beautiful place. And, and the club was, um, their hospitality was second to none. So we thank them. As we, Val joked about you being Mr. Hollywood, but you really do get the gold star for being probably the best promoter of our sport um, at, at all levels. Is there something you seem to do it quite easily as well for those out there that maybe struggle in promotion? Uh, what advice would you have to, you know, it's about getting our sport out there and how in the enjoyment across all levels. What advice would you give to people to try and you know promote their club or, or just bowls in general? Get on the reels, Baz. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just learning the reels. Uh, I think for me, I'm always so appreciative and respectful for those that help me get to where I am, Lynn. So, you know, even just starting off in the state side, being around legends like um, Michael Wilkes, Mark Jacobson, uh, these kind of guys and playing against legends and, and just to see the time and effort they might, might have given either me or others around that time. So for me, it's probably a bit of a legacy thing. So uh, if I can make a, a mark on the sport where – it's made people either give it, give the game a go or watch it on TV or get out there. Uh, you know, I love to meet new people, create new relationships, love to, love to network. And so, and, and generally the first thing I'll try and network is, uh, have you played bowls before? You know, even if it's your local hairdresser, have you had a game of bowls before? You haven't? Well, you've got to get, get down there and give it a go. Uh, so I don't sort of care where I go or what I do. I'm proud to 
to be a, a lawn bowler, proud to be a jackaroo, proud to just uh, be associated with the game and, and get it out there. And if it means, um, you know, uh, doing anything, uh, any shape or form kind of promotion, I will. And uh, I think, yeah, once once I look back on, on my career, you know, I just want to be able to have had some influence on, you know, giving people the opportunity to get, get the game out there and give it a go, so. Well, Baz, it certainly has worked because before I started, I didn't know much about lawn bowls, but I knew who Barry Lester was. So that's a test. That's a testament oh. to what you do. Yeah, no, no, it is true. Um, no, that's a testament to what you do, mate. You're an absolute yeah, superstar, true. and yeah, you are the Hollywood of bowls, mate, because you do such a wonderful job for the sport, mate. And Thanks, um, Jimmy, yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Curia. Oh, I wish I'll, I'll never get to that level, but oh, one day, one day, maybe one day, um, maybe we can just run the television uh, broadcast of every single sport in this country, me and you, Baz, and uh, we'll bring Lindsay and Carla along for the ride. Yeah, have a word to your mate Jim Curia next year and see if we can go for bare, bare football with him. We should actually. That would be a very good cross we promotion. You've got his phone got, number, don't you? I do. And we've got to sign up Ash Barty first. Yeah. Exactly. Ooh. I know. Yeah. Watch we'll this space. We'll try and figure. <laughs> look, look out, girls. We'll try and figure something out. But Barry Lester, thank you very much for joining us on the right line, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure, and good luck with the rest of the year. Thanks, guys. Nelly. Love it. Thanks, Take care. See ya. See ya. Barry Lester there joining us on the right line and yeah, he is an absolute superstar and a wonderful custodian of this sport of bowls and he does promote it so well and brings new people into the sport every day. But uh, from Barry to the next segment, we're going to move to another absolute legend of the sport in Alex Marshall. So plenty more still to come on the right line. Stick around. Bowls Australia's official e-store have a great range of products for every player. Visit shop.bowls.com.au to pick up some new kit and help you look and feel your best out on the green. You're listening to The Right Line. Val Febo, Harley Krasanik, Carla Krasanik and Lindsay Clark joining you on the show this week. We've got little Harley, Carla's number one fan. Is it, is it Harley or Axel that's your number one fan at the moment, Carla? Oh, uh, well, I, Axel went to daycare today and he wasn't too happy about that. So I'd say Harley's my number one fan yeah. at the moment. <laughs> at the moment. Um, but look, we, we do have a very special guest to join us on the show. He's in Australia for the first time in a couple of years and absolutely lit up the Bowls Premier League on the final night with some extraordinary deliveries down the green at Club Moama or the Moama Bowling Club. His name is the one, the only five-time Commonwealth champion, eight, seven-time world champion, Alex Marshall. Alex, thank you very much for joining us on the show. Yeah, thanks for, for having me on. It's been a, it's a privilege and a pleasure to, to join you guys on your show. But yeah, I've had a, an absolute ball over here again. Eight weeks I've been over here now and yeah, and I'm enjoying every single minute of it. Obviously started off with the BPL and been very lucky enough to, to play for Pine Rivers and also playing for Moama in the UBC. And in between times representing Deer Park in the, in the Pennants. Sounds like a very busy schedule for you at the moment, Alex, but how have you found it being back in Australia and um, and how long has it been since you've been back here? Yeah, obviously it's been two years since I was last over because of COVID, but uh, yeah, I've been over for eight weeks and uh, it's always great to be back in Australia playing in the, the big events, UBC, BPL, and in between times playing for Deer Park Independence. But uh, yeah, I'm very grateful to Pine Rivers and to Moama and Deer Park for allowing me to come over and participate in these great events. So, Alex, before you headed over to Australia, what was going on back in the UK, back in Scotland? Did you have major events on uh, before you came out to Australia? To be honest, there was nothing at all, Lenny. You know, we had no events. It was more or less just club games. There was no nothing international. So, you know, there was no preparation before I came over here. So it was I came over, landed, and got straight into the, you know, the penance and the UBC. But you know, it was very hard. But I did get time to to come over the first couple of days and managed to get some practice and prior to the, you know, the big events. And just before we crack into opening up what those events look like. I'm We've keen lost. as someone that followed you as a young person coming through the greatest of all time. How did you get into the sport and how did you become the greatest of all time? Did you, what was your training look like? When I first started, you know, I was quite lucky enough where the school was. It was virtually right across the road from the bowling club. So rather than play any other sport at lunchtime or break time at school, I used to go over to the bowling club, which was literally a two minute walk across the road when I was eight year old. And I played with some of the older guys in the club that were good bowlers at the time. So, yeah, I was taught a lot from a very young age and uh, I put the hard work in, which I've got to do in any sport. But uh, 
But yeah, you know, I can always remember, you know, I only wanted to participate in the World Indoor Championships just to play a game to say that I'll put against David Bryant, Tony Alcock, Richard Cossie and all these guys. But, you know, for me to win it six times is just incredible. And, <laughs> uh, you know, to be, you know, to be looked upon as one of the greatest in the world, it's uh, great for myself. But uh, it's just been really a dream come true. You know, I, I played for Scotland when I was 18 years old and, you uh, yeah, and internationals and world championships, Commonwealth Games, uh, and getting invited over to, to Australia because I think over here is the best place to play bowls anywhere in the world. Oh, it's been hard to get a question in with Lindsay. She's sorry, I know, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, won't, we don't need to tell us how long you've been playing, but it's been a significant time. So, how do you keep fresh and keep wanting to play more? And, you know, you've won everything. What keeps you coming back and, and keep you training and improving the way that you do? Yeah, I, I just think I've still got the hunger for the sport. You know, I'm, I'm still very competitive. And until I lose that, then, you know, I might think of not retiring, but maybe taking a step down because we've got a lot of great youngsters in our sport. But, uh, but yeah, certainly I put a lot of work in from, from 13, 14, first re representing Scotland when I was 18 to about I was 40-year-old. But now I, I don't really practice at all now. Uh, when the big events do come up, however... I do uh, prepare myself in the right way. I'll always pre prepare myself two weeks before any major championships and put the hard work in. So, as I say, I don't put in as much practice now as I used to, but, but when the big events do come up, I still prepare in the right way. The fact that you don't practice as much as you used to and you still <laughs> manage to put the bowls down that you were putting down at, at, uh, at Moama for, for the BPL, I, I need to ask you about that final night because against the Ospreys, that, that tie break was one of the most <laughs> remarkable sporting feats I've ever seen because you took the first bowl and then you took the last bowl and both of them were executed at 150% perfection. Tell us about what the tactical nous behind that was and, and how that came up. Yeah, it was actually Ellen and Michael Breen, you know, the coach who who spoke about it. So I had a chat about it and because we'd lost previous games to... Either Kevin Anderson ditching the white or Ryan Bester ditching the white, we thought, well, why do we not take a chance and maybe I take maybe the first ball and maybe have the last ball also? So, you know, we did, you know, chat about it in, you know, in, in great time, but uh, but I think it's great for the event, it's great for the spectators, it's, it was something different that no one's ever done before, but, you know, it's always great to ex execute these shots at the right time. And, you know, I just, I just love, I've, I've always said that I've got confidence in mobility. Uh, and you've got to put yourself up for these challenges. And, that, and that's just what, what I love to do. I love to be involved in it and I, I like to compete, especially at, the, the, at these top events. I just I just love being involved in them. So, Alex, you played the first bowl and the last bowl uh, in that final. We laughed and joked about you not needing teammates. You could do it all on your own. But talk us through, you've won a lot of singles. How do you enjoy playing the team side of the game? And we see a lot of success with you and Paul Foster over there and your Scottish teammates. Uh, yeah, tell us what that's like for you. You know, I've always preferred being part of a team rather than playing individually. I've I've kind of been asked, you know, chances for Commonwealth Games and stuff like that, but I've always preferred to play in pairs and, and fours matches because I'm I'm always one person that likes to encourage. You know, you, you do see a lot of people out there that, you know, they don't encourage as much as they should, but I've always been, you know, that's the way I was taught, always been nice to people and I always like to, to focus on not just myself, but my second, my third, and my sorry, my lead second and third, and I like to obviously involve them in every shot that I talk about. So, yeah, and that's the way that I was taught, and that's the way that I've brought I've brought that into the game, and that's what I still do now. But yeah, I do prefer the team events to you know to the singles events. So, is that a little bit of breaking news with what you're going to do at uh, at Birmingham this year, or you're still not <laughs> sure? <laughs> Nah, you know, I'm not going to hide. I think our team has been announced already. But yeah. If it's if it's not, then you know, I'm I'm involved in the pairs and the fours. Okay. Yep. Perfect. So, so yeah, but you know, before I do retire, I would love a shot at either the, the, the world singles or the Commonwealth singles, but time's starting to run out, unfortunately. But, uh, <laughs> but any yeah. more time. Yeah, I was going to say time's running out, but your ability is just getting yeah. better and better. Let's <laughs> let's just go back to the Commonwealth Games for a second because uh, Carl and I were both there in Glasgow to see you play those two crazy good bowls. Uh, is that something you channel going into a Birmingham games, a similar sort of surface? Do you reflect on that or is that something that, you know, leave in the past and you focus on the now? No, no I'll still be in my mind. 
Uh, purely, I always like to, to rem remember these shots when I go into any event because I think it gives you, you know, it's good for the mindset carrying these shots into any event. But yeah, the, 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 I think the conditions will be will be very similar to, uh, to you know, to what uh, Glasgow is going to be. But no, I, I tend to kind of forget about them and just kind of move on. But uh, when you're in a position where you've got to play a ball or two big balls, you always memorise these things that, that's happened in the in the previous years. So. But yeah, I'm, I'm, it'll be great. You know, Birmingham will be great. I think the conditions will be good. You know, they always get good weather in Birmingham. So I think the greens could be maybe a little bit quicker than what they were in Glasgow. But yeah, that will all just depend on the weather. Over here in Australia, we get to play pretty much all year round. Um, just tell our viewers a little bit about what it's like in Scotland and how often you actually get outside on the grass greens because we know it's a little bit colder than our climate. Yeah, well, you know, we play on our outdoor season roughly runs from the end of April through to the start of October and the temperature from April to June can be even 15, 16 degrees but the greens are very poor to you know to what you guys play on over here we play on roughly in between 9 and 11, 12 seconds depending on, on the weather but, uh, but yeah once the outdoor season finishes the you know, we go to the indoor, but purely because of the weather conditions that we get, the greens are quite soft. So that's how they're always going to be that bit, that bit pushy, you know, in the UK. But if you do happen to get some decent weather, they can go up to 14, 15 on the odd occasion. But yeah, not very often. But, you know, I always look forward to October time coming when we get back on the carpet. You know, carpets run really nice on the indoor surfaces from 15 up to 18. So and you've not got any any weather climate or anything to worry about. So I, I always prefer to play indoor compared to, to, to outdoor. And that, that's such great insight, Alex. And another thing I want to ask you is, is how you manage to prepare yourself in terms of mentally, because you come to the BPL and it's so loud and it's raucous, and then you play some other events over in the UK and it's so quiet. How do you prepare for, for the difference in atmosphere, I guess? Because it would be very distracting at times, I would assume. Yeah, it's very distracting in the UK, you know, purely because you've got maybe 1,200 people sitting watching and the majority of the crowd are in between 70 and 80 year old. And, you know, when you when you go on the mat, it can be really, really quiet. And then one of the older people can open up a package <laughs> just as you are going to deliver your bowl. So, you know, that's where it's swapping. I know you can't, you can't stop coughing or anything like that, but certainly when you're on the mat, and somebody opens up a packet of sweeties, it can be very <laughs> open, or somebody moves in the crowd. But over in the BPL, there's a, a constant noise on the go all the time. There's the music, and that's just what I love. You know, I'd rather have it like that than, than silent. And that's why, you know, I love to be part of, you know, these big events over here because, you know, you, you interact with the crowd. You know, the players are great to play against. The competition stuff, it's fast, it's furious. And that's what I love. And, you know, that's why... I've said before that Australia have got the best events in the world. Alex, we've got to see a lot of your personality um, throughout the BPL, which sometimes you don't get to see when you're super quiet and professional. Um, everyone seems to want a piece of you. You're having photos with all the kids. The players want a selfie. How do you deal with that and then go on to the green and focus on playing well? You know, I, I just take it in my stride. You know, because I get over to these events, you know, I feel as if I've got to give something back to the clubs. So, you know, I love to give time to the kids to get photographs taken, sign autographs. I give people the time of day who come up and speak to me if I'm standing, you know, just watching a game. You know, I feel as if, you, I feel within myself, I, I like to do that, to give something back to the sport and to say thanks to obviously the clubs that come up and speak to me. Uh, and yeah, you know, I don't mind doing it. You know, myself and, and Carla done a, a, a demo the other day there at, at Sunbury. Then we went up to Bendigo, you know, after that. And I, it was meant to be six to eight o'clock. And I think I got away about quarter past nine. But, but <laughs> the photographs and stuff, you know, you feel as if you've got to do it. You know, if people come up to you, I always like to give, the, you know, the time of day and give everybody the opportunity to come and have a chat. Absolutely love it. And and what's the what's the plan for the next few months? Are you here for another few weeks and then after that go home and then come back again for the BPL? Yeah, I think um, I fly the the day after the the UBC. The UBC finishes on Thursday the seventh or the eighth, and I fly back on the Friday night. 
and I think I'm home for five weeks, and then I fly back over for the BPL at Pine Rivers, which I'm coming out a week earlier because I'm doing a bit of coaching and I'm doing like a Q&A in the club uh, for Pine Rivers, so I've got that. And then he'll be back home and then hopefully back out in November and, and December. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a quick 10 weeks, but uh, I've certainly enjoyed every single minute of it. So talking about being busy, Taddy, you've got the uh, Victorian Premier League final coming up this weekend with the Deer Park Chargers. How big is Pennant down there and how excited are you for that one? Oh, I've been, I wasn't surprised. You know, I, I did hear it was very, very competitive and uh, it's worked out that way. Every single game has been a very, very hard game. But uh, yeah, I'm certainly looking forward to to Sunday in the final against uh, Melbourne. You know, we've had a couple of good uh, tussles with them already. So, you know, it should be a great final. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited at the fact that, you know, the first time I've played for Deer Park and we've, we've got to the final. But I must say there are a great bunch of guys down at Deer Park. Uh, Mark Casey and uh, Nathan Booster have done a fantastic job recruiting a lot of great players to their, to their team. And, uh, you know, there's nobody bigger than each other in the team. We're all getting well with each other. The, the, the camaraderie is great within the team. And I think that's what brings a lot of, a lot of team success. If you can do that, there's, as I say, there's no, never been any arguments with anybody in the team. We're all getting well with each other. So hopefully we can turn out on uh, Sunday and uh, get a win for the Deer Parks. They've never won the, the Deer Park before. So, you know, it should be good. should be a good day. I just want to squeeze in one more question. I know I'm asking a lot, <laughs> but if you had, if you could only choose one of the best, most memorable successes in your bowls career, which one? And you only have one. Which one would you pick? Oh, oh that's no. a hard question. <laughs> that's a hard question. Out of the one thousand five hundred and sixty-four. <laughs> oh, that's that's difficult. I, I know there's been quite a lot, but. Uh, Probably because it was in my, my one backyard in the Commonwealth Games, these two balls that I played, I think because that one is, you know, the golden pairs, well, it got us to the final bit. Uh, I think these two balls, I think, will stay with me for a very long time. And I've got to add, receiving the MBE from the Queen, personally, I thought was right up there with my achievement. So, so yeah, it's to be put in the spot, I've got to obviously give an answer. So, yeah, but I would say the two balls in Glasgow and receiving the you know the mb from the queen and third one joining lindsay carla and myself on the right line <laughs> exactly 100 <Right up> <laughs> had it had to be i had to slide that in but now alex you are such a wonderful wonderful exponent of this sport and everything that you've done is has just been golden for bowls and and we love what you do we love how you go about it and you know you see what roger federer and rafael nadal do for tennis that's what you are for bowls because you just you're just a wonderful human being you're humble and you're a fantastic 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 player so alex marshall mbe thank you very much for joining us on the right line it's been an absolute pleasure Thanks for having me. It's a privilege. Thank you very much. Alex Marshall, MBE there. And geez, it's just, he's just an amazing human being. Just, <laughs> he speaks so well. He's so passionate and he doesn't even practice. <laughs> My God, I've got to practice to do bloody talking, let alone like to do voice training and stuff and, or not the voice training, but like I, I need to practice my, my tones and everything for, for doing this. And I'm sure you guys have had to practice a lot over the, over, or still practice. Like he, oh, he's a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I think we need to put out there to our listeners that he has been playing this game for a ridiculous amount of time. So um, Carla and I are probably not at the same level as him, obviously, but when you start out, I think, you know, probably your first 10 or 15 years, maybe 20 years, you really do need to train and put that work in. Like he said, he put the hard work in early um, and that's how you develop your consistency. It's how you develop your skills. It's how you, he said to himself how he's just so confident in his ability, but you don't do that from or get that from just playing matches all the time. You get that from putting the hard work in, in your training skills early. And then when you get to, you know, his, where he is at now or even anyone that's sort of um, experienced in their career maybe just honing those skills towards the end playing competitive matches really switches you on and takes you to that other level yeah I think I agree totally with you Lindsay I know when I first started bowling it was I was out on the green training skills over and over and over lots of repetition lots of drills really really trying to hone in the draw and the running shot and those type of things and uh, as I've been playing longer now my training's changed a lot like now it's um, I might only train for 45 minutes and it's a bit more focused on a certain thing that I need to tweak from the weekend or whatnot but it's not as many um, you know skills as when I started and was trying to perfect 
them. So you definitely do change um, your training over the years. And I'm sure after the amount of years that Alex has been playing, um, he's yeah probably not needing to practice as much <laughs> as he did in the early days. And yeah, obviously he doesn't need to. <laughs> and we've, Well, we've seen what he can deliver, but y- you see at events and, and guys at, at a BPL, especially um, you guys are just so busy. There is just bowls, 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 bowls. It does not stop. But then you see before the evening matches how, and especially, and I think this is a good testament to how different everybody is. You'll watch and look over from the platform and you'll see Chloe Stewart rolling up for the Ospreys. And TZ and Corey will get there close to before their matches and they'll just play and absolutely dominate from get-go. So it's all just very different in how people um, how people prepare. And, and that's what I love about bowls. And that's what I love about all sport, really, because everybody does things in a different way. Might not work for someone else, but it works for them. And that's the beauty of being an athlete, I guess. Yeah, I think it's you've hit the nail on the head, Val. It's very individualized and you need to know or work out what works best for you. So, yeah, Chloe's out there, but she doesn't get frustrated that Corey and Teasy aren't because she knows what works for them is for them to be yeah. in and fresh and ready to go. So maybe for her, she knows she wants to have a few bowls under the belt to get her consistency or whatever it is. Um, but, yeah, the, the key is to finding out what works best for you and then rolling with that. Yep, yeah, and and it's exactly right. And like I'm sure you guys have got completely different ways that that you guys would practice and prepare before an event. Um, like what what would something that you would do or you would do, Carla? What would that be rather than what Lindsay would do? Like how do you guys know how you guys are different, or are you very similar? Yeah, well, I was actually going to mention Barry rather than Lindsay. Sorry, oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, um, I was just, just going to push me mention- aside. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Lindsay. See you, Lindsay. Like, everybody has. Ah, see, Carla said of- something mean. <laughs> It wasn't me. It wasn't, but I had had a thought in my mind before you asked me the question. Sorry, Val. I just wanted to mention about like I watched Barry before he um, enters a venue, and he often will have his music in. um, You know, listening to certain songs. I've seen Aaron Sheriff do it on the bus on the way to a venue as well. You know, I've seen some players just playing Candy Crush on their phone just to keep their mind. I think that might be a Lindsay one actually, (laughs) just to actually just take their mind completely away. Um, And then there's other players who are already playing the game in their head on the on the way on the bus like everybody does something different to prepare and I think just over the years you learn what works best for you whether that's completely taking your mind away from it or starting to get your mind into the game early everybody's totally different you just yeah you just work what's best for you and and as teammates you um, acknowledge that and appreciate that everyone does something different and yeah try and help each other out in that way. What are the ones for you? What's the best one for you, Lindsay? And then we'll go to you, Carla. What are the things that you do before you hop on the green to just get your mind in the zone? Yeah, I think for me, it's just about being in a positive mindset. So it, it could vary. So I don't I don't have a particular routine as such. It could be listening to some tunes, playing Candy Crush level 5,000 for anyone that's interested. <laughs> that is so uh- <laughs> impressive. Um, I've gotten up a thousand since I last chat about that. But even talking to the kids or just being in, in a happy place for me at, at this point in my career, um, I think that's where or what works best for me. Again, like talking about what works for you. When I, I think the flashback from the, the Melbourne Commonwealth Games come up the other day. So 16 years ago, I remember in the lead up to every single game for the Commonwealth Games, I listened to Shannon Knoll. Every, before every <laughs> single match. Shannon Knoll. Oh, I love him. I love, I think it was Knollsy. Like, yeah, no, I was like, I've met him four times and I keep going, hey, I'm that bowls girl. Hey, I'm that bowls girl that played your song. I won the Commonwealth Games. Anyway, was but, it yeah, You've listened- Got a Lift? Was that yeah, the song? No, no, it was Shine. Shine. Ah, yeah, this is the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's and the lyrics, I listened, yeah. And for, it just like, it literally, I was like, yeah, here we go. And it just, you know, it's something, it switched my mind on. It switched me into game mode. And it's something I, I can physically remember doing, sitting in the bleachers behind the thing right before the game, listening to that. So... Uh, if I don't really have time to do that now, really. So, uh, yeah, I just found different things, I guess. I don't think it gets more Australian than that. I listened to Shannon <laughs> Noel. <laughs> See, I was Team Guy Sebastian that year. I was, um, oh, yeah. yes. So we, yes. we would have been rivals. Um, well, ca- I do love Guy as well. Yeah. He's he's probably the better singer. But, um, <laughs> yeah, just for some reason, I think Shine came out at through 2005 or 06. So it was just something that really resonated with me. And, uh, yeah, I just love Shannon. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. And, Carla, what about you? <laughs> Um, yeah, for me, I think one of the important things that is I like to make sure I'm at the venue 
early. <laughs> I, I find if I'm rushing um, that I feel a little bit stressed and a little mm. bit heightened anxiety. So for me, it's just important just to make sure I'm there on time. I'm happy to have a chat to people, chin wag, have a coffee before the game, keep relaxed and things. I just like to be organized and make sure I get there on time. In comparison to uh, Rebecca Van Ash, who just <laughs> rocks up on the rig as everyone already has their bowls out ready to do the roll up. She stresses me out when I'm playing yes, with her. So stressful. <laughs> Uh, back well, like, where is she? Where is she? Yeah, guys? freaking oh. out. We're trying to play, you know, Commonwealth Games gold medal game. And she hasn't <laughs> even rocked up at the rink yet. She hasn't got her shoes on. We're all out there already with everything ready to go. <laughs> she should be more considerate of you, OG, I feel. Like, come on. That's like, I think should- she can- she has the audacity to be like, guys, what are you worried about? I'm right here. Oh, yeah, she says that all the time. I was always going to make it on time. <laughs> that sounds Sorry, like Beck such a. You under the bus. <laughs> that sounds like such a bad thing to say. That's brilliant. Um, all right. Well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to send, I'm going to send you both relaxing messages um, over Aww. the week, so that when you guys go out and play, Linz, yours will be with positive mindset. Carla, I'll just Beautiful. be like, make sure you get there early. Make sure you're at the. Party now with two kids. Yeah. Ring, ring back at 5 a.m. and make sure she's awake and make sure she's there. Just with some tips and little well wishes. I'll, I'll do that for you during the week. But, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Great to find out your insight as well into what you guys do before you head out onto the green. And that's why. And that's the key to success, everybody. These guys have both won Com Games gold medals. They know what they're doing. So um, so head out there and, uh, and do the same things that Lindsay and Carla will do. If they don't work for you, find something that... Find something that works for you. I don't know. Maybe listen to me. I don't know. That that might work. Might work <laughs> for someone. Listen to this podcast, perhaps. Exactly. Listen to the right line while you play. Um, and that might actually. I don't think you're allowed to do that. So don't do that. Um, but yes, we'll, uh, we're going off topic. Lindsay Clark, thank you very much for joining me on the show today. It's been a pleasure. Um, and look forward to doing it all again next week. Ah, oh, thanks, Val. It's just been just a huge, hugely upbeat show. Like Alex is definitely the go, and yeah, I did get a bit excited to ask him a few questions. So sorry, team. Um, but we got some great insight, and with Baz there as well, they they both great ambassadors of our sport. Um, the fact that we had them both on the show was a, a pretty special moment. So sorry, Clive, but well done, team. I was about to say it's probably been one of the best shows we've ever done, and uh, <laughs> hmm, Clive, Clive Adams. Where well, are you? You might be on the out and out. Where are you? Back, Where are you? <laughs> and Carla Krasanik, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Yes, thanks, guys. Yeah, awesome show. Great to talk to Barry. And, of course, awesome talk to Alex. And don't forget, if you're in Victoria, to get down to Danny Nolan on Sunday and see him in action in the in the Premier League Grand Final. I think the Division 1 Final's on earlier in the day as well. So just a massive day of bowls there. So lots for everyone to enjoy. And it's yes. time to go because <laughs> Harley's starting to cry. He's, he's making some noises. And thank you, Harley <laughs> Krasanik, for joining us. You're the Clive replacement. So absolute <laughs> pleasure to have you on the show as well. But this has been The Right Line, Bowls Australia's official podcast subscribe on apple on spotify and on google and or wherever you get your podcast anchor as well we are absolutely everywhere all around the world um lindsey clark carla krasanik and val ferbo and harley krasanik joining you on this week's show we'll catch you next time